Welcome, everyone, to this evening's call, Gifts of the Heart is a Theme, and Barbara Rose and I are going to share with you tonight what's moving through us personally and any gifts of prayer that we have for you all as well. I'm going to start out and then hand off to Barbara Rose for a a prayer for us. So I ask that everyone really tune into your heart right now. Ask the Holy Spirit, be here now, Holy Spirit. Presence of God, be here now. Breath of life, be here now. Surround us. Let the spot that you sit on be holy ground, a sacred space. All the saints and sages, ascendant masters, archangels that support this ministry, we welcome you. We invite you in. We welcome you to the space, into our hearts, into our minds, into our whole being. Thank you. Thank you for being here with us. Thank you for filling our homes and our communities with your presence as a reflection of our own God self within. Thank you for this reminder. Let these words tonight be your words. Let these inspirations, these prayers come directly from spirit. Thank you. Amen. Barbara Rose, would you like to offer a prayer? Yes. Ryan, we met to plan this day on Martin Luther King's holiday. And the next morning in my meditation, a message came through for all of us. I believe it was Jesus, but listen, you may hear it from someone else. I invite you to close your eyes now and get the picture of the invitation you are now being offered. I have a dream that all my people will sync up their hearts with my divine sacred heart and my love will be more alive and vibrant on your planet than all the internet connection and all the phone lines. Visualize now love lines connecting your heart with mine and with everyone on this call and with everyone who will listen to this call later. See my love lines going beyond this moment. See them connecting to all of your CLM community. See them going beyond all of you and all of them out to your whole world. See my love embrace all who hunger for me, whether they are conscious of this longing or not. For everyone, especially all of you, are invited to deeper intimacy with me. Open up your hearts even more right now to sink with my divine heart. Let every breath you take be a gift that reminds you of me. I am with you always. My spirit is your spirit. My heart is your heart. 
My joy is your joy. My love is your love. We are one. Thank you, Barbara. Thank you, Jesus. That was beautiful. Well, that what a wonderful opening. I had to catch my breath there. <laughs> Thank you so much, Barbara. Thank you for channeling that for us, too. Well, I want to, again, welcome everyone this evening. And, and really, my invitation to all of you and to Barbara Rose and myself, too, is to take in the energy that's being offered to us tonight, the graces. You may not always hear or remember, understand our words that we speak. Whatever comes to us will just flow from spirit. And my invitation is just to whatever, whatever your experience is, is just perfect for you. And just to allow that to be what it is and really let it be a touchstone for your heart, this call. So thank you. Well, Barbara Rose, I wanted to open up and ask you a question. If you can sure. get us going. And then we'll, we're going to start on a dialogue tonight and see where that takes us. And then at the end, we'll offer some prayers of healing for the community. I think the first thing I've been, that's been in my awareness around this theme is just the, the word heart itself. And there's so many terms and meanings and understandings of heart. And maybe from your perspective, you have so much experience and spiritual communities and so much depth, you know, in your own spiritual life. And what does heart mean to you? And you could even talk about the sacred heart, if that moves you. That's, that's interesting, the sacred heart. When I was a child, I was actually turned off to the pictures that I saw of the sacred heart. I don't know what it was. It was something about the blood. And it felt gory, and I was not attracted to it at all. And as I got older, I realized it was really just an image that represented the divine love coming through and that this human heart gave it, a, gave it more of a meaning. And then when I um, saw the picture of divine mercy where the rays are coming from the area of the heart in the colors of blood and water, but no heart, I thought, oh, I really like that. that. That to me represents the divine love even more. So there's something about the rays that bring energy from the heart, mm-hmm. but not the heart itself. And then I, I've been looking for this, but I can't remember where it was. I saw a photograph of Yogananda with a picture of the sacred heart behind him. He was sitting at a desk or something, and there was a sacred heart picture on the wall, and it was like, wow, with this man, Yogananda, in front of this picture, it's like, oh, I see something that I never saw before. And it was the human and the divine are one, that the divine gave us the love, and it would come through Jesus, and it would come through our families, and it would come through other other means, but the symbol itself has shifted for me. And I, I've, been looking, I've been finding hearts all over the place for the last, well, since my stepson got married, so that would be eight years ago. 
I've really been drawn to wherever I can find hearts. I, I do want to mention one thing because I just today mm. pulled out my book on a dictionary of symbols that I use when I have dreams. And I thought, mm-hmm. what does it say about the heart? And it, this was really interesting, Ryan. It's not anything we talked mm-hmm. about when we prepared. In the West, the heart is a seat of feelings. But all the traditional civilizations place the intellect and the intuition within the heart. Mm. Mm-hmm. And the heart is the center of the human body so that it ensures that the blood circulates through the body. And that's, that's very Western. But in India, it's regarded as the abode of Brahma. Mm-hmm. In Islam, the heart is called the throne of God. The Chinese say it's a royal organ, the home of the spirit. The Hebrews, the Jewish people say the holy of holies is the heart of the temple. So the enlightenment of the Sufis is in the cavern of the heart. And St. Augustine said the throne of God and God's temple is in the human being, especially in the heart. So my way of looking at the heart has really, really shifted and changed and grown over the years. Mm. How about you, Ryan? Well, I, I have a very similar experience. Growing up Catholic, I would see those images too, and it was just horrifying for me. <laughs> <laughs> to see a certain kind of imagery with the blood and, and whatnot. And it's really not until I think really I, when I came into the ministry that I would have a direct experience with a, a piece that was underlying everything. It was underneath the pain. It was, mm. it was holding the pain. It was holding the suffering there was potentially like a fear or an anger or sadness. But if I really allowed myself to attune to it, I started experiencing this, as they say, peace beyond all understanding, this well of energy. It's, it's more than the physical heart, although it resides close to it. Uh, yes. Some people refer to it as the high heart or the sacred heart or the wisdom heart, the spiritual heart. Mm-hmm. And I, it's, it's in that area and it was, it's not broken, and it's not, there's no limitation. It was just, it's just fully there uh, in support. Mm-hmm. And it's not until I had that experience that I could, that I could, I could see a much richer, I, I understood more of what was being expressed with the Sacred Heart. And the, the literature started to make, whether it was Bible verses or that speaks about the heart or or poets, or I could experience more of a mystical, have more of a mystical experience of that and look beyond the words themselves. And it's like a portal itself that's in, inviting me in. And yes. when I experienced that, the heart started to take on, it's like I started to accept my own, let's say, human limitations or human <clears throat> frailties. There, there's less, you know, I'm always working on this, but there's less judgment. There's an, a deeper acceptance of, you know, what I might term the brokenness of the heart. Um, mm-hmm. Because around the brokenness is, is something much, much more expansive that's holding all of that. So, yeah, that was, that's been my experience. And to really allow, you know, as I said in the article, God's heart to really heal my human heart. Yes. To really surrender that that much. And to know that I just can't do this. This is not 
for Ryan the personality to do or figure out or to mend or to fix or to manage or to piece together or splice together or splice back mm-hmm. together. It's really that part of it is to be broken open so that the fuller experience of what our actual heart is like, the spiritual heart, can come through. And that's what I experienced as you were talking and sharing. And as you're talking now, I'm feeling my heart expands, literally. My heart Mm. space expand. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's an experience. It's... There's like no word. All these words are just pointers, which we'll do the best we can. <laughs> yeah. Pointing to this experience. And uh, there's this, actually, I just told, told this. There's, a, there's this beautiful book called The Keys of Jeshua, which was gifted to Mary and myself by Christy Levenier. And we, we ended up buying two because we're both like wanting to read it. But I can feel this. It's by Glenda Green. I just feel it. I feel there's a transmission through these words. And I just want to read this one part here. The desires of the heart are not directed towards seeking that which you do not have or toward attaining that which is inappropriate for your life. Your heart sees beyond the illusions of insufficiency, for it knows the greater truth that everything you ever will have has already been given. The sacred heart of your being knows no sense of lack except to fulfill its relationship with God. The desire of your heart is to discover the hiding places of your wealth and to make you joyful enough to receive it. It is the pleasure of the heart to make you ready for your treasure. And what I love about that passage is it speaks about the heart not from a place of lack, not from a place of insufficiency, but a place of wholeness, which is what I I feel and I know God is the divine within us is inviting us into that, that place that we actually are, that others are not our fulfillment, that our fulfillment comes from within, you know, our places or things or ideas. So I loved, I just love that sacred heart is really the wholeness of, of what we are. And it is, as you said, this, the high heart, the high sacred heart. Oh, I, I, yeah. wish, I wish I could be just meditating right now on all of those words, Ryan. They, oh, the, the whole longing for that connection with the divine is so much in your words, so much in your experience. And as you were reading it, I was thinking of St. Augustine, who lived a long time ago. He had a mother who was St. Monica, lived in North, northern Africa, and he had quite the life. And his mom spent her life praying for him because he was always seeking. He, he put away his secular career. He put away his mistress. He became a monk. He became a priest. He became a bishop after he experienced that God was his love. Hmm. And I know that he's, he wrote a whole book of the confessions, and I don't know all of his confessions. I just know this one line that has drawn me into prayer many, many times. And it is, God, you arouse us so that praising you may bring us joy because you have made us and drawn us to yourself and our heart is restless and unquiet until it rests in you. You have made us for yourself 
O Lord, and our heart is restless, unquiet, until it rests in you. Mm -hmm. Ryan, I like another thing of St. Augustine that I'd like to share with you in the group. He so found what love was about that he, who was, in his own words, he did all the sins. He tried all the sins before he was converted and and baptized by, I believe it was St. Anselm. But he said, we sin when we have our loves out of order. (laughs) So getting our loves in order is really what this heart image is all about. Mm. You know, that brings up a, Another question for you, Barbara. Mm-hmm. So to your experiences, what have you seen as you've gotten yourself, your loves in order <laughs> over the over Yeah, the I'm working on it. Um, <laughs> we're both working on it. What have you seen? What have these gifts been for you? Ever since I was a child, I was guided to love God. I know I wasn't like other children because my sisters would laugh at me. But I had a longing to know God. And the only way I knew how to do it was to go to church, to pray. I went to Catholic school, so I was taught. But over, over the years, I have really come to know that all is love, all is God, all is like a reflection of the divine. And by having my heart in the place of longing, our hearts are restless until they rest in me. That's been the place that I've gone. I didn't rebel like other kids until I, until I left the convent. That's when it happened in my late 40s. I really see each person, each event, everything that happens as an aspect of the divine and as an aspect of the love that I'm being invited to have and to receive. And one one of the biggest gifts of my life has been to journey with people as they go through their lives, journey as a spiritual director, a spiritual inviter, so that I can help them really keep their eyes open to the light and their ears open to hearing the love that's all around I, I, from what I'm saying, I'm an idealist. I know I'm an idealist. But for me, this is reality. This is mm. all that I want. Mm-hmm. And in CLM, I, I have found the, the opportunity for that. And just, just a couple of examples. Just this last mm-hmm. couple of days, one of my clients that, that I, I do coaching on the phone with is a midwife. And she's, she's midwife babies and she's midwife done midwifery in hospice programs. And she told me, this is, this is the gift. This is what I receive all, all day long. I give these kind of gifts. She said that when the baby is born, she's the ba- she places as a nurse the baby on the mother's heart. And immediately there is imprinting. And it's a physiological prog- process. Takes, mm. takes place immediately when the baby's been born. So that when the fetus takes its first breath, in that moment, it smells the placenta, it smells the blood, it smells the water. And as it's put on the mother's body, it smells the milk and the imprinting of love 
happens in the first 20 to 60 minutes. Mm. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Hmm. And she said something similar happens at deathbed. Mm-hmm. When people die, they, the last thing they do is smell and, and hear. Mm-hmm. And so she said she takes special oils for people as they're dying, and she gathers the friends and family around them so that they can speak. All of these are feeding the heart. And a, a, second, a second person, this is a person that mm-hmm. I'm in a spiritual direction, director's peer supervision group, and she went with her husband to Thailand but Gabrielle, she called me a week ago Sunday and said, I am in the hospital. I have double pneumonia. Could you please pray for me? And nothing makes my heart happier than calls like that because mm. I immediately can connect to the divine and bring that person into the presence and pray. Mm-hmm. I did not go to the hospital to visit. I wasn't feeling up to that. But I could pray. And I can also celebrate, like with my goddaughter who saw Father William this, this last week. Mm-hmm. And she called me so excited. And she said, my heart opened. I came in with the intention to heal my heart and to trust again. And I just burst. Something popped. I yeah. burst into tears. I felt like I was on fire. Heat came off of my heart. Mm-hmm. Profound healing. So mm-hmm. to have that opportunity to be in a, in a ministry where I can actually be with my first love, the divine, with their first love, the divine. Mm. Mm. And together we journey in love. Mm-hmm. Well, I just love your answer. <laughs> <laughs> I do too, because it awesome. came right through yeah. without going yeah. through my mind. <laughs> yeah, that's really powerful. Thank you, Barbara Rose. You're welcome. How about yeah, you, Ryan? Mine, as you were speaking, I... I was like, what would I say to that question? And <laughs> and you said one thing, which I said, oh, yeah, yeah, that's mine too. You said when you notice their heart open, mm-hmm. your client's hearts, and, and immediately when you said that, I could just feel this, this presence just came over me and this knowing, it just was, uh-huh, that's it. That's the gift. And when I'm, as you know, we, we do some similar work. Yes. When I'm with clients and I feel, feel and I sense and know all of all of it just that their heart is opening it's everything comes from that place it all stems from that place mm-hmm. the concepts melt away the the resentments melts away you know it begins the process of that at least and for me I feel like I enter a some sort of portal is the best way to describe it some it's just like a fulfillment a fulfillment of why I'm here starts to unfold and it's like uh, the gift I've been given is given back to God you know that's my it's like a a full circuit to be able to be a conduit in some way for people's hearts to open in that way and it's just it just feels like why I'm here and I I know we all have that ability and that capacity just by literally just being with people and listening listening and just being with someone who's in pain or who's struggling, or who's confused or in doubt, is so healing. It doesn't even need words or that many words to do that work, to do that sacred work with other people. 
you don't need to be labeled as a coach like we are a spiritual guide at all. You know, it's, there's such a gift that we've all been given, just our birthright, really, is to be able to receive this grace and to give it away freely just by, just by witnessing people, just by being with them. And that's what I feel. Um, thank you for opening that, that answer for me. I feel like we're all, everyone on this call, you know, when I first opened the call, I said, this, the ground you stand on is holy ground. And that is at your home, and not just at your home, but anywhere you go is holy ground. If we really, really allow ourselves to have that contention and commitment, that deep surrender, that God is with us no matter where we go. And that this well of grace can move through us and support not only ourselves and others. And that's what I think they call, at least the times we're in right now, is to be a witness, but not just a witness, a witness from the place of the sacred heart, from that place of unity, consciousness. Yes. So that is, for me, I think one of the biggest gifts. And I, I remember there was a couple of years ago, I was, and I spoke a little bit about this at my talk last year at the UM, and a year before that talk, I remember I was asking God, you know, I fi- something finally clicked in me. <laughs> and it was related to prayer. And what do I, what, what's my truest desire here is to be, connected to God, to, to have God as my first love again, to have that divine within me as me, as my first love. And I remember uh, my prayer switched from please save this company to just show me, just position me where you want me to be, whether I have mm-hmm. that old company or not. Just position me. Just let your grace pour through. I trust. I trust. And it meant the dissolution of that and other things but there was no way for the, the gift to surface in my life without that dissolution and that recognition that my first love is the divine, is God, because everything, everything's taken care of from that place. I, I realize that I know pers- firsthand, I know you do too, Barbara Rose, it takes an incredible amount of attunement to the light to stay focused and not get caught in the fear or the doubt. Mm-hmm. Or as you and I know, the over-preparation. <laughs> you know, all those things to try to be perfect, which is really what my article was about, right? I, I was sitting there thinking, what do, I, what do I write for this article? And, and I was, you know, in the article, I, I talked about that I had that realization of I was looking everywhere outside of me instead of in me, and in my ears, literally. And it was that song of the mother that came to me. And I just started crying, but I was laughing. I was laughing and crying at the same time at just how ridiculous the mind is, but also how much love it needs, how much love the mind needs to come and rest back into the heart for both to be one. And to that moment that it was clear to me, again, for the hundredth time, (laughs) just to show up, you know, and just to open. And, you know, they say that Mary takes us to Jesus. It's so true, you know, in, in my on orientation, it's the Divine Mother that takes me to the Christ within me. And that's what I needed in that moment, was that mm-hmm. holding, that embrace, uh, that the deepest acceptance possible of just a little thing. It could be just a little thing that's bothering us, or it could be a really massive thing that's going on in our life. And can we allow that, that deep honesty with what's actually going on inside of us? Oh, I'm actually in pain right now. Okay. 
Lin Payne, I don't know what to do. I am confused. I can't piece this back together. This is your job, God. This is your job. And to open and listen. Beautiful. Reminds me that there's another thing I wanted to bring up. There's a movie, Barbara, that you passed out to a bunch of us. And then Bishop Bobby sent it to a bunch of folks too. And it's called All or Nothing. And yeah. it's about Sister, Sister Claire. And I, I just wanted to see maybe if, if there's anything that came to you now that you wanted to share, particularly as it relates to this theme, Gifts of the Heart, as we're talking about this evening. Yes. That, well, it's interesting yeah. because her, her name was Sister Claire Maria of the Trinity and the Heart of Mary. So when you mm. were talking about Mary and Mary leading us to Jesus, I actually started thinking about Sister Claire. Uh, the, the, the movie that I sent out, I think it was right at the end of the year, I wasn't feeling well for several days, and I was going to check my email, and, I was, and then, I, then I thought, oh, I'm going to look up this song that had been going through my head, which was a song that I sang when I was starting in grammar school, Oh, God of Loveliness. And as I went to Google, Oh, God of Loveliness, I, a, a thing popped up about a movie called All or Nothing by Sister Claire, and I never, ever go on any of those pop-ups. Hmm. But it was like my heart actually leapt when I saw it and I, I clicked on it and I started watching it and I couldn't stop. It's about an hour and a half long. I'll just say a little bit so that I can plant the seeds if anyone is interested. Uh, this woman, Claire, grew up in a place in Northern Ireland, very, very, very poor place. I, actually, it's the only town I visited in Northern Ireland when I did my sacred sites tour and I can't remember the name of it. But she was born full of someone who just loved attention. She, her mom said she was born, I can't even remember exactly the words that she used, but she was born on stage. She wanted to be famous. She wanted to have a lot of money. She would tell everybody, I'm going to be famous. I'm going to be famous. And she was acting in school one day, and this is all in the movie, and there was somebody who had an acting school, and invited her to go to the acting school, and then she ended up to be on television. I think she was a young teenager doing some kind of a program for children and ended up being able to do movies. She was that good, that talented, bubbly personality, tried it all just like Augustine. And this film is a documentary of her story, going from that to following a call to become a, a sister, and at one point, there's a talk that she gave saying, I, I want to be famous. I want to be rich. And then she said, well, maybe I'll just be a famous sister or famous nun. She was calling it nun. Yeah. I'll be a famous nun. And so the, the enthusiasm and the, the, just the joy of life that she had is filmed through pictures and, and a lot of movies, a lot of moving pictures because she was interested in that. So what we have here is a documentary of a soul's relationship to God of a young 17-year-old who at 17 was very worldly, wanting to be famous and rich, to an 18-year-old entering a community in Spain where she, where God used her gifts to further his love. So that this spontaneous, generous heart 
contagious joy, selfless woman, no judgment, just this delightful being, fell in love with God. And it happened when she kissed the crucifix on Good Friday. She went home and for a few months, she went back to her old ways. But God's call was so strong within her. It reminded me a little of my vocation. I was 17 mm-hmm. when I applied to enter the convent, and 18 when I entered. I turned 18 exactly two weeks before I went in. And it goes through her whole formation and her relationship to the, the people. It's all about seeing God at work when someone listens. It shows her really progressive growth in self-surrender to the point of being completely worn out. Mm. It's a beautiful example of someone who just made up her mind. It's all or nothing. It's a movie. To love completely, to give generously, even when she had no more energy. And it shows her relationship with people in different, different parts of her life. It also reminds me when the priest, most of the sisters said they didn't think that, you know, this, this girl, she's just pretty wild. How could she come? And the priest said, oh, no, I see her heart. I know. And, and he used, one, one of the priests used the word, it was a God incident that got her to Spain. She thought she was going to a party. She thought it was going to be mm-hmm. all party time. But it was a Holy Week retreat. And that reminds me when I was, I was a vocation director and this older sisters would say, why aren't, you, why aren't there more young women coming in? Why are there so few? And I remember my line was, you don't know who I'm keeping out. If you knew who I was keeping out, you would really thank me because a lot of crazy people would try to enter. But this priest saw her heart and knew that she had the potential. And the story is her vocation to love, to live and proclaim the truth to be full of life, to take that into the world. She searched for love in the world, and then she found it in God. And it's a story that, well, I've watched it three times now, and each time mm-hmm. I moved because it's, I, I feel God in it. And I've always loved to read the lives of the saints, but that's, that's reading a book. Like I read everything about Teresa this year. I've gone through all the letters, her sister's writing, her, everything I can find. But this is a document of sort of a saintly mm-hmm. woman who, yeah. who, who lives her life. Yeah. Her, she lives yeah. her life with God. Hmm. Yeah. She heard the God's voice. She listened in her heart and her soul. And she never turned back. Yeah. And I think it will inspire, I recommend it to everybody. It, it is, it's basically Catholic, but she wasn't really Catholic. She was, she was politically Catholic. She was baptized, but she was from Northern Ireland. She said it was all political. But it is, it is God at work in one human soul and a soul who followed her true heart. She found out where her love really was in the divine. And her work with children at, mm-hmm. in the U.S. and in Spain you can just see it. She played guitar and the kids are right there with her. And there are stories mm-hmm. from when she's taught in St. Augustine, Florida, of the, the second graders who grew up and telling the story of what she did for them when they were seven years old. And she taught them to get ready for First Communion. I won't say any more about the film, except that I know you will, your heart will be open and you will be moved and inspired if you can get a hold of it. It's free. It's online. It's called All or Nothing, and it's Sister Claire. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you for that, Barbara. It felt like an important thing to share with folks. They mm-hmm. haven't seen it. I watched it again yesterday. Mm-hmm. And it was so moving. I mean, there's, she would say, one of the sisters, I think, I think one of the, her friend's sisters said something like, Sister Claire would always say, she put out a blank check for God every day, and he could write whatever he wants and break her plans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just love that. I just break a lot of my plans. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What, what, I think, what I think I should be doing every day. But it, there is such trust and such surrender and trust and listening. And you could, just, you could just see through the course of that film how much she dissolved, like her, some, herself mm-hmm. dissolved and God just shone through. And she went from such a place of wanting to be seen, obviously, being an actress, but she used those talents in such a different way. And they would say that she always wanted to be like invisible, really, towards the end. But mm-hmm. people were just magnetized to that, that presence that she allowed through her, which is such a gift. It's obviously, it's a, it feels like a tall order to do something like that. But it, I just want to relate that to all of us that we, that capacity to open our heart and let let the pain go and give the pain up and let the the light pour through us in whatever way works for us. Such a gift to ourselves, to others, and it's a it's a gift back to God. It's a gift back to this creation that we're in. And it doesn't have to look like her, but it certainly is an inspiring story to see mm-hmm. what that can look like in one individual soul, like you said. Yeah. I like what you others. said about listening. Yeah. I, I actually wrote this quote down. One of her sisters said, since I met her, I was always impressed how Sister Claire clearly heard the voice of God speaking in her heart and in her soul and Mm. how quickly and with what generosity she responded to God all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a message we can all do. Yeah. Yeah, you can so clearly see the Christ within her. Yeah, it reminds me of a there's another, not to bring, make, make this movie out here, but one last thing <laughs> to offer here is that there's another movie called Full of Grace. It's about Mary mm. and her last days. And there's a lot of versions of this, but there's so much grace in this movie that comes through. And part of it is about St. Peter trying to understand what to do with the church. There are so many confusing directions, let's say. He was with Mary towards the end and with the, the woman that was taking care of Mary on her deathbed, and he, he asked the younger woman, like, how do you have, this is St. Peter asking this other woman that was taking care of Mary, how do you have such faith? How do you have such trust? You didn't even see Jesus in person. I was with him personally, but you just have such faith and trust. Mm-hmm. And, and this, this younger woman said, because when I look in Mary's eyes, I see how she lives, and I see Christ through that. Wow. If we have the opportunity to just to be around the people that can reflect that Christ back to us, that Christ is, that's within us. It can really light our life up in ways that we can't possibly imagine, just to be around this energy. It's Absolutely. so important. You know, whether that's a church you're near you or a celebrating life retreat, you know, some coming up now, these calls in a prayer group, this is the time right now. And as, as Bishop Bobby said, I think in the first call in January, he said, Padre asked him, what are, what's your vision? And he said that people have more affection, more affection for each other. 
And this is that Christ light. This is seeing that coming from that place of, you know, the Christ within me meets the Christ within you. So Namaste. important to be in these, these communities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know we're approaching our time here to do a little, to do some, some prayers for the community. Did you want to share anything, Barbara Rose, before we start moving into no, that? No, I think we're ready for the prayer, first. yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you. And feel free to, to add to it afterwards, too. We can okay. see what, what moves through. I'm being called to read a, a poem by Emerson to start out. It's called Within Us. Within us is the soul of the whole, the wise silence, the universal beauty to which every part and particle is equally related, the eternal one. When it breaks through our intellect, it is genius. When it breaks through our will, it is virtue. When it flows through our affections, it is love. And to experience this place is a passion like no other. So intense is this passion that it can weave a dream into reality, bring heaven to earth, liberate the slave, heal the sick, and bring forth wonders never before dreamed. How do we enter this most precious and powerful of places? Well, as Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God and all these things shall be given to you. In other words, feel it, embrace it, express it, gratify it, celebrate it. And I open this prayer moment to bring in prayers for all of us individually that we may just give up, give to God our fears, our doubts, put it on the altar, that sacred altar, and just give them up. We no longer need to hold these, these delusions of the heart, these delusions, these illusions, this lack, all these things that cover up the deeper, the deeper heart within us. I pray that we give them up, give them up now, release them to the divine. And I pray for those who have palpitations of the heart, may that be healed, may that be settled. May that be pure. Of the throat, challenges of the throat, hard to speak, a fear of speaking, a fear of standing in your voice, a fear of standing for what's true for you, a release of that energy, of that stuckness, of that pain, of that fear. I ask God to release that now. I ask the Holy Spirit to be with you now, to be with you now, and to support that expression, that aliveness. There are bone spurs. Ask for healing and peace and a softening. A softening of the heart will soften those spurs. There's a hardening. I just have these images. It's like a hardening around the bones and allowing a, a dissolving, a dissolving into the light. Seeing just challenges in relationship and a feeling of no way out. What do I do? I'm, I can't. I don't feel seen. I don't feel understood. I just ask that this this deep, deep pain be released into the light. A mending of relationships, a healing of relationships. That this this passion for God be instilled, be a seed that's planted in the heart, and that grows. And that that is the fulfillment of your true desire. That that blossoms and grows. 
in all of our hearts for finances, the fear of where's my next paycheck coming, where am I going to live? I ask the Holy Spirit to be with you now, all those in pain, your relatives, your friends, that feel like there's no hope, that there's an invitation to surrender and allow God to do his or her work in your life, in your friend's life. Let the Holy Spirit be with you and guide you and make your, the ground you live on, the ground you stand on, be sacred and holy. That wherever you go, you go, wherever you end up, is where you're called to be. I pray for our communities, our hospitals, those in pain, that they may experience a healing balm, a resting of the mind, relaxation of the nervous system. There's someone who's going to have an operation soon. May you experience he- ease and peace in your heart and know that all is well. The Holy Spirit is with you. Your guides are with you. The breath of life is with you. You are completely supported. That love is present. That you are love. You are never alone. You never have been. You will always be connected. Always be connected. There is never, ever a time you're alone. I pray for our education system and our children on this planet that they receive the nourishment and the spiritual guidance that they've come for, that they can carry that light forward, that they can know who they are in this lifetime and shine that light brightly. I pray for the teachers that support them, that are with them day in and day out. I pray for all the school administrators that they experience an opening of the heart, a true opening of the heart, that they see, they see the power of the Holy Spirit in whatever way that works for them in their life and let that softening occur, that softening in our systems, our healthcare institutions, our education systems, our prison systems. You just see a softening all across the board. Yes, there will be pain, but I see a softening that God is holding this pain and letting in the light for our politicians to let the spirit in. We're in store for, it's hard to express what I see, but I pray that there's a softening, that there's a softening of the heart. And that this voice of God that sees, that takes no sides, that holds everyone, every single person in their embrace, that every single person is healed of their pain, no matter what we perceive is going wrong, no matter what opinion we have in politics and education, prison systems, healthcare systems, that see we see beyond that, that we hold the Christ light, that we see the Christ within ourselves and the other. This is the way through. This is what we've been called for. This is why we're here. It's to go beyond these illusions and to bring in this wholeness, this wholeness of life. And Barbara, if you have anything you want to share. I thank you, Ryan. You have said it all. I add my amen. 
Thank you so much. And thank you, everyone. Uh, thank you, Barbara Rose, for just being here. Your presence is um, it's such a gift to our community. You have been through so much in your life, and you offer so many jewels of wisdom and love and truth for all of us. Thank I you, Ryan. It's an call. honor. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for all you give and serve. And oh, now I'm going to go meditate. Thank you for opening that space for all of us. I really wish everyone the deepest of love and the deepest acceptance in your life. May you, um, you really see your true heart's desire in God. Amen. Thank you, everyone. Amen. Amen. Well, I appreciate you all. God bless.